And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glover's Cast. And actually, this is an unscheduled episode of the Glover's Cast. We managed one Sunday off, lads, um, before a load of stuff happened. Uh, here to talk about all the stuff that's happened between well, the season finishing. And I think we'll just stick with the last few few days. I think there's been enough to go through. We've got Dave Coates. Good evening. Evening, Dave. How are you? I am all right. Does this class as an EGC? EGC? Emergency? Oh, is this an, are we in, in emergency measures or uh, are we uh, an excitable Glover's cast? Well, TBD, I suppose. TBD. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's not so much it... of an emergency, it doesn't feel like. No. I think how... we've staved off the emergency, if anything. Absolutely, yeah. Emergency averted. Excitement. TBD. Here, here bringing the excitement, hopefully, is... is uh... Mr. Ben Barrett. That's not a billing I can live up to. <laughs> so, sorry about that. Of course yeah. it is. Hi. How are you? Uh, fine. How are you? I thought you said I then, as if you were going to go into some kind of pre-prepared speech or something. But uh, no, just a hi. Uh, hi. 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 Hello. Hello. Howdy. Hello. Are you well? I thought you were. Yeah. It seems like a long time since last Thursday. Last yeah. Thursday? Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't here last Thursday. It's been even longer for me. Yeah. I've, I've, I've forgotten what this is. Yeah. What do we do? <laughs> the, the last Thursday, I guess we should say, because last Thursday, obviously, our podcast was uh, the audio of the fans meeting. It was. And, and apologies, apologies for the quality of that. Uh, <laughs> the limited equipment that was available, plus too many people on Zoom, which I'd also like to apologize for. And... <laughs> scrambling to upgrade the zoom account when uh zoom doesn't tell you you've hit the limit so i was just like admit admit yeah and then all of a sudden people were sending me pictures like saying we've hit capacity and i was like i didn't even know we had there is a capacity yeah 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 so uh yeah zoom was breaking at the seams and sent them a little bit of extra dough and you know how how much extra did it cost the uh gloves cast hench fund um well I don't want to say because I think I may have been able to uh, <gasps> cancel it in time so that it didn't cost anything. Oh, wow. That is buy. sensational. Try before you buy, is it? Yeah, well, because you could up, I could up the account, but it turns out to up the account is you have to have a business account and you have to buy 10 licenses, which is like £160 a month. Wow. Oh, dear. So I was like, I'll cancel that first thing in the morning. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So Spon- uh, sponsorship packages are available. <laughs> yeah. Well, all I would say is, Ian, I don't think you have anything to apologise to you because the uh, the audio quality and the um, capacity issues were far better than they would have done if you had done sod all. So uh, if you'd have done nothing, then no one would have listened, but and there would have been nothing to listen to. So 
there you go. All down to you. So uh, I appreciated it. And even my knackered old ears could hear it from this end. So, uh, yeah, I would advise anyone who couldn't hear it to go and get your ears checked. There we go. Because <laughs> <laughs> mine were and mine are shite. So <laughs> do we unpack the last few days in chronological order or should we go with what's happened most recently? Let's go chronologically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Build, build up to the crescendo. Yeah. Build, okay. build up to the drum roll. Yeah. Well, let let's roll it back to about twenty past six, quarter past six, on Thursday evening, yeah. and the uh, announcement that came out from the club saying I am selling the club tomorrow. Takeover agreed. And you were selling the, the club tomorrow. Not me. No, about time you did, mate. About time you did. Um, you shall a, a further announcement will come tomorrow um what did you think when that announcement came out at that time i thought wow how you if if, if you haven't turned the entire yeovil town fan base against you mr priestnell that has done it you have put the cherry on the top of the crap pie that is your um uh, uh your, your your legacy by announcing that Minutes, literally minutes before fans who spent the last however long uh, weeks worrying that they're going to have a football club at all um, uh, are about to meet. So I thought his timing was both cynical, um, completely unnecessary. But what he actually said was extremely welcome. So, yeah, there you go. Bit of a double edged sword. So that's what I thought. Ben, what did, what did you think? <laughs> I had a, a little chuckle to myself. And I I had a thought immediately of, I wonder what time he told Sam. I wonder if he told Sam about four and a half seconds ago just to get something out, here are the words, or whether or not he told Sam at like five o'clock and thought, no, no, just deliberately hold it as late as you can. Um, poor old Sam probably cut the siders deep. Working day had ended, he gets a phone call. Um, yeah, I echo what Dave said. What an absolute... Yeah. Oh. I was um, I was shocked that it came out, but I wasn't surprised. It felt like we'd had a build-up of Morgan yeah. Williams extension, new kit deal, yeah. um, and then yeah, and then I was I literally I started getting tables and chairs out at the venue, and I just looked at my phone and saw this statement, and I was like, can you believe it? And you know there were a couple of the gut. There was um, oh, right, Victor Meldrew. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said, "I don't believe it." Sorry, oh, I did. Yeah, <laughs> or, I or I almost Victor Meldrew. Yeah. <laughs> Victor Meldrew. <laughs> um, and <laughs> all of the the media who'd already who were there who'd already done their sort of little recordings with people <laughs> suddenly had to go and ask people what they thought about I, the statement. I ask you what you think about <laughs> something now. And all of this, and I mean, it was totally meant. I, I don't know. It feels like it was totally meant just to throw a curveball before. Of course, it was. Um, a conversation happened, and and at the time, I it, honestly, I, I thought there's no way anything happens tomorrow <laughs> because just how many times have we been here? Yeah, like there was the time at 2021, wasn't there, when he gave a deadline week? Was it a week deadline or something to? Mm. Simul yeah. and uh, Glenn Collis and Simul Sports came and went. Um, yeah, so 
Oh, what a knob. <laughs> what a knob. There's your title. What a knob. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but at that point as well, uh, had Martin Hellier had already tweeted, um, I will make a statement within 24 hours. Was that, was that his uh, or was that the following day? I think that was later. I think that, that was later because everyone, everyone turned around and went, everyone started asking, is it you? Is it me? Yeah. Is it them? <laughs> Who is it? Oh, he asked is to hold me? off on speculation, didn't he, at that point? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. But then I think I'm right, Sandy, and you were there. You were the only one of the three of us who was there. That Someone ran in at the, the, the meeting and said, do you know how he has bought the club? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well done to that man. Breaking yeah. news. Yeah. Yeah. No, someone did run in and say that. I mean, I thought the meeting... I thought the meeting was really good. I think it was great to see so many people in the room. Mm. How many people were there roughly in the building? Because obviously we couldn't have the camera on the Zoom because it was affecting the quality. So, uh, and it would have just been looking at my face. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. There was definitely. Have a new plus. No, no. I mean the venue held the venue held two hundred. Oh, okay. Was it full? Um, well, yeah. People were, had to stand up in the bar and everything, like in behind, where, like the function room. <sighs> could could you hold know. a live show in there? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And you can have a kick about outside after as well if you wanted. Well, Gonna make some notes. <laughs> How much did they charge? Uh, well, it was it was free. Johnson Park oh! was, was free for the uh, the meeting on Favorite Thursday price. night. Oh, so they like Thursday nights and they're free. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Um, but yeah, the fact that there were that many people there was the mm. biggest plus about the whole thing, I thought. Yeah, and I think Zoom hit 170 mm. at one I th- point. I think it had the potential to be a bit higher as well because there was a lot of people saying they couldn't get in. And yeah. so I think a lot of people kind of, because obviously then, we were we were replying saying it will be released it will be released so a lot of people are then just switching off and then coming back in later on so actually i think there was the potential for that to be higher as well which all right mate i did try oh you did you did amazing <laughs> and we're very grateful for it but i think i don't want you to undersell the zoom numbers because i think the zoom requirement the zoom energy was there <laughs> sure yeah. was it's very difficult to keep up with a chat um Okay, and, and so not, I, go on. I was just going to say on that uh, on on that meeting, although I disagreed with almost everything that he said, kudos to Robert Orrit for being there oh, and yes. turning up and answering the questions in a very professional um, and as open and transparent as he's able to be way. Um, whilst I, I I don't agree with the principle of anything that he said about the the council deal um queued up for him for being there yeah he was there he was yeah. there which i think you've got and to give him give him credit for having the kahunis to turn he, up he got a round of applause afterwards as well for, for oh, you there know you go. I think there you go that just goes oh. to show that it was um that kind of place that it was respectful there were a few people that got a bit shouty and a bit ranty but roger quickly calm them down and I think it just felt like that there was a respect for him for coming there yeah, even no. if even if like you know none of us particularly agreed with what, it what you said. yeah 
how did the uh, round of applause echo around the place? I'm just again, I'm just making notes in case I need them for future. <laughs> What's was it, the audio quality? Yeah, yeah, I didn't make great on. audio. I kept having to turn it down. Yeah. Was everyone at the back able to hear? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, if we do a live show there, Ben. There will be, there will be no applause. <laughs> it will well, echo in and do it. How did the heckling go? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Could you hold a quiz in there? Yeah. Yeah, and a former Glover's Cast quiz champion knows the way to it as well. Oh, well, see, now we're halfway there, aren't we? We are living on a prayer. Um, I thought the one thing I took from what Robert Orrett said, which kind of fed into what ended up happening this weekend, was how intertwined both the companies were and how difficult it was to untangle them for Scott to be able to sell the football club, but not sell the holding company. And I think it feels like he cornered himself, um, ran out of wiggle room and has ended up having to do what he's had to do this weekend. I I would have really liked somebody to have said that before, before Thursday night, at any point in the last 18 months, someone could have said that and really hammered that home. Because I, I listened in, like, and I went, hang on, has he just said what I think he just said? Because <laughs> that's been a, such a huge part, a point of contention for so many Yeovil supporters, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean... Separate, and he's kind of gone, hang on, that's not possible. That's difficult to do. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> I think they did say that. I think they did say that. But we kind of knew that Scott was trying to sell the football and athletic company. Mm. You know, that's what Simul Sports were yeah. in for. That's what I SU Glovers were in for. And it sort of felt like they were trying to find a way. And then when you look at those two both failed, was it because it was just a feat of impossibility to <laughs> legally get through it? But mm. um, there we are, jumping around. Uh, we got a couple of letters to send to folks, haven't we? Letters to ministers um, that the trust will draft um, as a result of that. And I think the other thing that came out of it was the... Um, save our club group, which I think probably will have a bit of a yeah rebrand process. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think one of the things that I think lots of people felt, and I hope lots of people felt, was that everyone needs to come together. And I think even regardless of what has happened since that meeting, you know, there's still it's not to say that. 10 years down the line, 15 years down the line, something could go horribly wrong. And that group is still there, still needed to, you know, facilitate help. I have a question. Go on. And I feel this may have been covered in the meeting, but I maybe have missed it. Maybe I was concentrating on something else. I don't know. This, we'll call it the Save Our Club group, but obviously the rebrand may come. Um, how is it different to what the Glover's Trust was set out to be? Because I kind of had in my mind that that was the role of a Glover's Trust to support, to promote and all the rest of it, but always have that thing in the background of if poop hits fan, we need to be in a position to help and to get people together. And I didn't understand why we needed another entity. That's a good question. I, I think mean, there's... come on, Dave. I was going to have a go. I'm going to have a go answering that. So, so I would say, as I mentioned on the podcast week before last, 
I'm a member of everything. So you name it, I'm a member of it. There's lots of people who aren't members of everything. And there's lots of people who wouldn't be members of everything, even though they could be. So there's people who in the green and whites that I don't think would ever join the Glover's Trust. There's people in the Glover's Trust that I don't think would ever join the green and whites. And then there's people who don't come from Bridport or Castle Carey and therefore would not join those organisations as well. So I kind of see the, call it the Save Our Trust group, as performing a more of a similar role as what I always thought the Supporters Alliance group should be, but perhaps with a slightly different, more independent remit, um, in as much as what it is intended to do is to bring every all of the disparate um, supporters groups together. Not disparate, but um, you know, the separate groups should all, all come together under one thing. And and they and, and I agree, the aims of this group, and um, I don't think Roger was backwards at coming forwards. He asked enough times at the meeting about fan ownership and um, investing in the club and all the rest of it. So I don't think he was hiding the fact of what the ultimate objectives of the Glovers Trust are, which is to have some level of fan ownership, which is in there. Uh, terms of reference or whatever it is they, 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 they have there, but... I would see that group as something that brings together different um, community, uh, different groups, supporters groups. And when you look at, I know we'll come on to the takeover by Martin Hallier, he has said that he wants to communicate with fans and therefore a group that represents every group. So you don't have to become a member of the Glovers Trust to be in it. Um, you can be a member of whatever you want to or a member of nothing at all if you, and, and still contribute in some shape, way or form. Um, and then hopefully that is uh, that is a, a, a group that can be a bit coherent because I think, I mean, Ian, you've been to Supporters Alliance Group, I think coherence is probably not <laughs> strongest point, is it? Probably fair to say. No, certainly not the meetings I went to. No. I think there's a, I think there's an element of, like Dave's answered your question really well, but I think it is to bring more together because there will be people who think the Glover's Trust are troublemakers and will have nothing to do with anything that comes under the Glover's Trust umbrella. But if you've got something that <laughs> it's not branded the Glover's Trust and there is, you know, say from every group in there, it is like a Supporters Alliance group, but away from the club and doesn't involve the club because that's the thing. The Supporters Alliance group only ever met at the club with the club rather than away from the club and having these sort of sessions and i think yeah I, th I don't know i think it's good i think if you can get a broader spectrum of people and like dave said there were people who are part of nothing who could then feel like they are part of this um perhaps there's no membership fees i don't know i i, I you know i don't know how it's obviously it's less than five days since the meeting so lots to be turned um lots to be worked out yeah i think i'll be interested to see how that physically looks because if it's just like a lover's trust with a different brand on you're going to come up with the same barriers aren't you and i'm, I'm interested in seeing how that sort of pans out in in different ways because i think it's a good thing to have i think it's a really good thing to have and just i hope it, it comes together well and i was going to ask if you think that meeting signals a bit of a, a resurgence for the glover's trust in some way shape or form it wasn't a Glover's Trust meeting. It was everybody welcome in open arms. Yeah. I just wondered if you thought because of the people that were at the front talking and being very proactive about things, 
whether or not people will see that as a way of thinking I need to be part of this trust because yeah. you know there were conversations about exes there were conversations about other sort of trusts that have done certain things and I just wondered if you thought that may have been at the start of a resurgence of a Glover trust who had by their own admission been quite quiet for the last six months um maybe maybe I think there it didn't feel like a Glover's trust meeting no in that there was you know and as well you know there was no like trust merch or sign up forms or anything like that there which was you know maybe a bit of an own goal um but it didn't feel like it was a we are the Glover's trust and we are going to do this it felt like we are the supporters of Yeovil Town Football Club and we all want to work together I think that's why that's a good thing that there wasn't merch and sign up yeah there because I yeah. think symbolically and sort of as an optic it has to be you know, this isn't this, these are the, the, the supporters group, aren't they? But, um, yeah. to yeah, I, I, I think the biggest barrier to the Glover's Trust has now been removed <laughs> with the <laughs> removal of Scott Priestnell. Um, <laughs> because Scott Priestnell openly declared war on the Glover's Trust and did not, um, want to engage with them. Well, he, he was he's very critical of them, shall we say. Um, in numerous statements that he made about things that the Glover's Trust did, obviously the activation of the asset community value being probably the main one. Um, so, but Martin Hellier has come out and said he wants to to communicate with fans, and I think he's mentioned the Glover's Trust in his uh, statement, isn't he? His first statement that he put out on on Saturday. So, yeah, that would yeah. suggest to me uh, an opening of the communication airwaves which is good which is good um anything else to talk oh marcus fish turned up yeah uh, oh, right he, at the end he remembered where yeovil is in <laughs> yeah he heard yeah, there was tv cameras in, <laughs> there was tv cameras in the area and thought oh i could i could make it look like i care about the community um let me let me rock up Man, yeah he was instrumental in getting that Sport England funding. <laughs> Instrumental. <laughs> Basically, he wrote the checks, he did, yeah. What instrument was it? The friggin' triangle? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, he, he certainly got accosted by <laughs> a few people. Yeah. I think he spent a lot longer at the bar in Johnson Park Hall than he perhaps thought he was going to when he entered um, after, the, after the fact. But, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Do you remember seeing pictures of him next to the owner who he was saying should now be, uh, and the former owner, I should say, who um, uh, should be, we need to look into what's happened here and the deals with the council and all of this, he said in his, his more recent statement. Um, yeah, and I do remember him being sat next to him in the director's box at Hewitt yeah. Park. So <laughs> could well have asked a question then, couldn't he? But he there we could go. have. Well, but, well, he he says he was asking questions, just not publicly at the time. Right, but now right, he feels right. the need to ask them publicly. Publicly, yeah. Um, now he's worried about losing his job next year. Say, is there an election coming <laughs> up? By any chance? But, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it, 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 it perhaps would be churlish of us to say um, to criticise someone for not asking questions and then criticise them for asking questions. So we would say, I, I, I would say that Demarcus Fish, if again. Uh, I think this is a theme that we're going to come to. But if you do what you say you're going to do, marvellous. Go for it. Um, I'd certainly be interested to know what um, DCMS thinks about the you know, the 
funding arrangements and I'd certainly be interested to know what, um, well, I don't know what, what organisation it is, looks into the SSDC deal. That's the same. Robert Orrit answered from the council perspective a lot of uh, a, a, a lot of questions, but you know, whether it is possible for that to be looked at by an independent adjudicator, I don't know. But... Like the National Lottery Balls, an independent adjudicator when they drop the numbers. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I had to think about that. I thought we're going to get the bloke who drops the National Lottery Balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a man with a clipboard is going to stand there. And we've you know, we've given two people in Scott Priestnell and Marcus Fish way too much airtime. Okay, okay, move, on. move along, move along. Um, so Friday comes and goes pretty much with barely a mouse fart, and uh, about ten o'clock ish, I think Su Glovers and Matt Ugler tweeted to say that they were they announced their unsuccessful acquisition. Of the Oval Town Football Club, um, wished us the best of luck, and moved on to Hartlepool. <laughs> Strange for a man who's just bought a house just outside of in 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 Dorset to go to Hartlepool, but there you go. Maybe he never bought it. Maybe just rented it. There we go. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you think he knows where Hartlepool is? <laughs> Looked it's in a long way away, mate. It's a long way away, mate. That is a long way, yeah. I mean, he didn't go to the Gateshead uh, away game, did he? Because um, it was a long way. Well, Mark. no. There we go. So, the SU Glovers experiment ended. Um, I mean, some of the numbers that he's saying, putting in more than 400,000 into the club and saving the club from, a, a, well, the, the club was at risk of going into administration. And I just... It, staggers me that i mean it's if you got the deal done then marvelous well done for doing that but to do it without any sort of ironclad contract yeah. or anything that you know protects that investment or i don't know it's just nuts absolutely it nuts bonkers, isn't it? yeah i mean grateful for doing it well are we well i mean if he hadn't we might not we we may have gone into administration and we would have had a points deduction but we may have still been all right at football and had a united squad that made those 10 points up yeah and and we've always known there were other people yeah so as i said i've said this a few times they're not the reason we got relegated they are the reason we didn't stay up I don't know what no. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I really don't know how I feel about it. Um I'm I'm not gonna lose any sleep about the fact that we're not having the overlays in charge. I'm really no. not. No. I, I, that the way it descended into unprofessional chaos so quickly. Even if they did end up getting it through and getting it all done, I just can't imagine going into next season or any season with that kind of chaos. No. And no. They, they spoke so well and they fooled a few people and they even afford me for a little bit. And they spoke about ah, your interview with him when you guys chatted with him it was brilliant. He said everything I want him to hear, everything. And for it to flip 180 degrees so quickly it was just bonkers. And you look back now and you think, 
we're going to set up these massive scouting networks and we're going to bring in directors of football and the rest of it. I'm going, I look back on it and I go, we didn't need any of that. We don't need, we didn't need a massive scouting network. We needed a guy who could score five goals. That's all we needed, yeah. really. Well, we didn't, we'd like it, but we didn't need it at that point. Yeah, we need, yeah. Yeah, we need, we, we, we could have. And it's wonderful having that. grand plans and all the rest of it. And I, I loved what I was hearing. Didn't have a physio. I've got your physio starting Monday morning. Great. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Yeah. I shouldn't be getting wowed by a physio for crying out loud. <laughs> that's how low, that's how low the bar was set by. And yeah. then everyone went and got injured. Yeah. So didn't work. Um <laughs> yeah, I feel a bit I feel a little bit silly for getting kind of caught up in some of it. Well, um, you didn't get I'm, caught I'm, up in some of it as some people no, did. And yeah. I'm no, I'm not the only one. <laughs> but to see it turn so quickly. Yeah. It was was horrible. It was horrible to watch from afar. It was like like watching the Titanic sink <laughs> from a lifeboat in the middle of the cold Atlantic Ocean. Horrible. I hated it. And um getting booted off a fireplace for a for a woman. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what okay. happened? Or was it a door? I, I don't know what we're talking about now. <laughs> the Titanic. <laughs> Titanic. You yeah. brought up the Titanic, Ben. Ben doesn't watch films, remember? Oh. Yeah, the Titanic was an actual event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not just about Kate and Leo. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm referencing the film, Ben. I haven't I don't think I've seen the film. But I'm aware of the event. Um anyway, you get my point. Um yes. I, I yeah. I'm not gonna lose sleep over a lack of others. I'm not. I'm really not. Um good luck, Hartley Paul. You're gonna friggin' need it. <laughs> Let's hope Sky Andrews Network extends that far north for them. <laughs> yeah, Rio, Rio Griffiths is going to get a very big culture shock <laughs> that far north. Hold up there, mate. Oh, there he is from Donny. He, he, he was at Donny. Yeah, but it's it, it's an extra. <laughs> exactly. that's, that's a distance. He went yeah. from Leon to Doncaster, if I remember rightly, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> that is a culture shock. Oh, we. Okay, so I think we've reached the crescendo now. And uh, Saturday morning... And the 9 a.m. announcement from, I think, Martin Hellier went first on Twitter with uh, his announcement um, confirming that he'd purchased Yeovletown Football Club, Yeovletown Holdings, and therefore the buyback to the buyback rights to the land um, surrounding Hewish Park and that he was going to bring them all back into the operating company in time, which... I was astounded that mm-hmm. the deal that was the shape of the deal. Like yeah. and yeah, me too. Really I, happily astounded. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I I couldn't believe that anybody could have unpicked, like you say, the tangled web and convinced Scott Priestnell, who Stop saying had been so convinced or well, seemingly determined to hold on to both. Um I'd have thought, yeah, it it it, it was uh, mind-boggling. But, did uh, you did you rejoice? I was going to say it began with the word rejoice. The long winter of discord is over. <laughs> Which there you go. <laughs> now, now, as as the the beginnings of um, club statements or statements go, that was uh, that was quite a special one. I thought, but yeah, it's up there, isn't it? I did rejoice. I absolutely rejoiced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. my first thought were, he's gone. <laughs> Ding dong, the witch is dead, the witch is dead. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, like I said, I was astounded that he got the lot. And yeah, so pleased. So yeah. pleased that we've got everything back to square one. And, you know, fingers crossed it will go back to how it was pre Fry and Hayward with the lamb remaining in the or pre their decision. 2010, yeah. Yeah, before their decision to split it. Um, that everything will be within the football club. And I think if, if that is what happens, then happy days. Um, yeah. And perhaps that means that that part of South Somerset can be developed in the right way with That's the proceeds the going club. into the right thing. And I think, you know, all for all the um, bolshiness of Martin Hellier and and how he's carried himself. The one thing that's been pretty consistent is that he wants to bring the football club back to the community, back to the supporters and, you know, make it the community club that it should be. Um, I was going to say, I think my favourite line in that statement, uh, other well, obviously having rejoiced at the um, the fact that, that um, the buyback and all of it was, in, was this one. As local owners, our hearts are rooted in the well-being and progression of our community. And we pledge to every fan our intentions to form one entity, one club, one community, and finally achieve by unity. Now, I think how many times have people um, involved in our football club said, achieve by unity but now there's a huge opportunity for Martin Hellier and his team I'm not sure who his team is but I'm sure he has one um to finally br- make those words something more than uh than, than than on a badge um and yeah that that sentence is exactly what we want to hear can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. I was, I was again, like you guys said, just the idea of bringing both back together. Because I don't think, actually, I mean, this, I don't know. I, can't, I don't speak for you guys here, but if there were to be some sort of plan to do something with a bit of the land, I don't think anyone would have much of a a qualm. I don't think we want houses up to the door, but I think if it was a a thing that benefited the entire community, generated an income, and everything was contractually obliged to reinvest itself back into the one thing that's kind of what you want and that for me I'm, I'm not averse to having a couple of houses on a car park that doesn't get filled if that money from generated from the rent or from the sale goes back into the football club I, it just it just that works it just works for me or you build a facility where you can have entertainment or you can have uh, football activities that benefit the local community and turns Hewish Park and the area around it into a seven day a week operating business of which everything rolls back into the football club and supports itself. I mean, it's we have finally a... gone. I want one of those trampoline places. Oh, yes. Um, because there's the closest one is Wellington, there's Wellington and Bristol. Trampoline place, please, Martin. And soft play as well, like a, a, a big old soft play place. That'd be good. Yeah. Can't it's a bar with a skit lolly. Well, that's no, uh, on the other that, side. That's on the other there. side. That's on the other side, Dave. That's near the football club. Yeah, that's where the dads go when the mum's looking after the soft play, or vice versa. This is twenty twenty three. Vice versa. Vice versa works. I love soft play. <laughs> I love soft play, and I I love the trampoline place. Jen can go and get drunk in the bar. I don't care. I'll yeah. stay with the kids in the trampolines. 
I think I've said it a few times, I've probably mentioned more times than people care to imagine, but Preston North End, near where, oh, near where I live now, but where I formerly lived, that they had back in, if you go back to sort of the turn of the, uh, to in, into 2000, they had what was a bit of a wreck of a stadium, to be honest with you, and it all got completely redeveloped um, on exactly this model. So at the time, they had the National Football Museum, which was in there, mm. then they opened a gym, then they opened a restaurant, then they opened a NHS um, offices that they've got in there. There's like a healthcare centre for the community in it, um, which uh, the NHS pay rent directly to the football club. The gym pay rent directly to the football club. The restaurant pays rent directly to the football club. And that's the way it should be. That should be the the, the, the business. So I completely agree. Yeah, I never had any, and probably the reason why I never... Um, kicked up uh, uh, in 2010 when there was this division of land was listening to John Fry talk at the time was what if you can get a, 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 a the range or whoever it is that you can get in there and they're paying rent to the football club how can that be a bad thing you know I, I, I that it just seemed perfectly logical and sensible to me um, probably a bit naively or definitely a bit naively now I look back on it but um, the the principle of it is holds as true now as it does then. I think the the problem that I always had um, in more recent times was where that money was um, was was going to go. And the, by having that division of the two companies, there was always the 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 risk, the concern that that money wouldn't be going directly back in the football club. But now, um, if that um, uh, those two things come together, is is sounds like it's going to happen. Then yeah, good name. It's a bit exciting, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's tentative excitement, isn't it? Even yeah. like, I mean, we're talking about kind of going our way through this here, but one of my first thoughts was we kind of assumed SU Glovers would mean no Mark Cooper and probably none of the Mark Cooper cohort of players following him out. And that's guesswork and nothing more, but Staunton, Worthington, blah, blah, blah. The, the, it mentions, I look forward to working closely with Mark Cooper and Josh Staunton. Boom, stall set out. Mark Cooper is the manager. I would hope that that first conversation with Mark Cooper has already taken place or is planning to take place very, 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 very soon because any manager worth his salt has already got players lined up or has started having conversations with players, has already got pre-season plans he wants to put in place, has already got ideas on how he's going to change things around the club. Maybe he needs a bit of equipment. Maybe he needs something within the building and i hope that conversation is a case of mark cooper what do you need what do you want well i've got this ready can i press the button on it yeah go do it or yep here's your money here's your budget go and it's that statement the fact that that was included so quickly in the initial statement no questions there from me now he wants to work with mark cooper he wants to work with josh Staunton, who i know share my belief that yeovil town can return to brighter times or everything we've ever heard over the past six months from Mark Cooper and Josh Staunton echoes that. So I guess that question will happen over the next few days, few hours, whatever it may be. And we'll start to learn more about the football side of things. Boring stuff. We'll get a release and retain list. That kind of stuff. We'll get a contract renewal of somebody. We'll get a signing, maybe. We'll get, a, a you know, maybe even get to hear from Mark Cooper. Maybe he's had a little week off. Maybe he's had a bit of time to get away. Now he's going to come back and start working and start prepping, prepping stuff. Now he's got the the green light to do so. Um, once he's kind of sat down and had a chat with Martin Hellier, and that was that was something I wanted to figure out quite early. So to get that in the statement was good for me. 
Yeah, I think he's he's tweeted over the weekend as well that it would be um the case of letting Mark Cooper like it's keeping Mark Cooper as manager and letting him do all the football decision making, which heaven forbid someone decides to let a football manager decide what football players to play inside. And look, we we have no idea what Matt Worthington's thinking. But if there's one manager that keeps Matt Worthington at this football club, yeah. it's Mark Cooper. <clears throat> now, he's better than National League South. Of course he's ridiculous to think otherwise. But if anyone can get get Matt Worthington down and go, look, can you give me one season? And then if it's if, if we don't go up, if it doesn't happen, you're free to walk. Go go wherever you like. Give me one season. Give me one effort at this and just start building something and try and put a few pieces together. It's Mark Cooper. And I think Mark Cooper deserves that chance to do so because he's had nothing but chaos in his tenure. Nothing but chaos. He deserves Give that chance. A proper preseason, eh? Exactly. I've been saying it for four <laughs> bloody years. Just give a manager a proper preseason. Yeah. I mean, in his statement, Martin Elliott talks about looking forward to working closely with Mark Cooper and Josh Thornton, who I know share my belief that Yovertown can return to prior times. So that's it, mate. That's the line. What we just discussed, yeah. Should we do questions? Yes. We'll do questions, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got the Twitter one, so I'll uh, I'll fly into them. Um, I don't know if we know all the players on this, but uh, Callum Hallett, evening. Evening. What would your retained lists be? So who are you keeping? Morgan Williams. <laughs> Very good, Dave. That was an easy one to think of. Yes. So, uh, do we know who's out of contract? No, we don't. We don't know who has extensions or clauses or. Okay, the, I so mean, of the ones we'd like we know to that... keep Grant Smith, but yeah, his contract's up. How old is he? I don't know. Is he twenty-four or under? I don't think so. He's a bit smidge over. Because if he's yeah. twenty-four or under, you offer him level terms, and he can he can then go for a fee, <laughs> but that's obviously not going to happen. Grant Smith um, is twenty-nine. I would, I'd offer Grant Smith something, but I fully expect Passed him to it. reject it. Passed it. Twenty-nine. <laughs> um, Jamie Record. I think he will be offered something. What do you think? Do you think you keep him? It's a no from me. It's a no from you, Ian. Yeah. I think it's so hard because we're obviously going into a totally different league. And part of me is thinking we need to build for not only this season, but the next season. And if we manage to win the league this season, and that's a big if, will Jamie Record be our left back the following season in the National League? Should we be looking at getting someone, you know, less experienced, someone who we think we can keep for the long term and will progress with us. It, it's all those sort of decisions. The same yeah. with Jory Johnson. It goes the same on the other side of the pitch, doesn't it? Like yeah. um, Johnson's had his injury yeah. issues. I, uh, I I have a list here, courtesy yeah. of, of Louis Batson. Uh, Bateson? Batson? I'm not sure. Sorry, Louis. Um, but Louis. Courtesy Co- of Louis. So, um, Co- Louis. Louis. Louis? Louis? Might be Louis. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm sorry I butchered your name, but you know who you are, and thank you for this. Um, so, Grant Smith, contract ends June 2023. Keep him? 
Yes. If possible. Oh, okay. Um, Jory yes or no, Johnson. Ben. Yes or no. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Jory Johnson uh, def- runs out June 2023. Keep him, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Morgan Williams, we know about. So yep. he's yes. staying already. Very uh, Really happy about that. Yeah. Um, Max Hunt. No. Yes. I would keep Max on. Yeah. Um, Jamie Record. No. No. I wouldn't. No, but if you were to sign a deal, I wouldn't I wouldn't go nuts and be really unhappy about it. But no, I think it's time to move on. <laughs> um uh Matt Worthington. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um Lawson Diaf. No. I think he's gone already, <laughs> Dave. Yeah, it's, yeah. A pain, it's a painful no, but I think it is a no, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Lawson. Callum Harriet. <laughs> I don't think he's going to stay, no. No, um, thank you. And then for the players out on loan, according to Louis Lewis's list, um, Max Evans. Yes. Number two behind Will Muse. Yeah. Ollie Haste. Definitely. Yes. A thousand times yes. Toby as important Stevens. as Morgan Williams. Toby Stevens. No. No. And Ollie Ulbert. No. No. The old pro- ones. Should probably chuck Benjani in there as he's on a, a pro deal that I think ran out this summer. Um, yeah. I have no aversion to giving him another year, but I think he'd probably need a year out, need somewhere bulking up a bit. So, yeah, I'd offer Benjani something, but. Probably Send wouldn't be too loan. involved. Send him on loan somewhere in the National League South. Oh, wait. You can go and do what Ollie Hayes did and go to Truro, whatever the new version of Truro they're is. In our, they're in I our know league. the new version of Truro. <laughs> oh, okay. Go to Weymouth. Yeah. They're in our league. Yeah. God, yeah. So, so that, um, that, that leaves us with players that we've got on contract. Josh Daunton next summer. Uh, no. Huh? <laughs> I, I would not. I'm being, I'm being facetious. I completely missed the comedy in that statement. Um, we all we all did, Dave. We, right, we all okay. did. We're all okay, yeah. yeah, so so that leaves us with uh we, we just don't Charlie Cooper, Scott Pollock, Xander Siziba. Be interested to see if he stays. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be a really interesting one because I thought he showed flashes of quality, mm-hmm. but obviously the situation might override that. And if he's on a if he's on a couple of quid, maybe he's coming on a few quid from, from Ipswich, he might have to be moved on. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he will probably be the best played National League South player mm. if he stays with us. He would stay, yeah. Um, Jordan Stevens, Jordan Young, uh, yeah. Jordan McGuadry, all the Jordans, uh, Alex Fisher, Malachi Linton, and Will Dawes. You haven't mentioned Charlie Wakefield. He's not on this list. What do we do with Charlie Wakefield? How do you solve a problem like Charlie? Well, I think he's gone. Yeah, I think yeah. he's gone. But yeah, uh, but I also think if you keep him, you keep him, wouldn't you? Oh God, if he came, if he turns up the first day of preseason and says, "I want to stay, skip. I want to stay," like, absolutely keep. Him. But I don't think he's. I don't think he's for us, unfortunately. No. Right. That's question one. That's taking a bit of time. <laughs> Sorry. <I'm> saying... <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, YTFC analysis says, "How many goal contributions does Jordan Maguire get in National League South with a half decent striker?" Oh, goal contributions, XG, come on. <laughs> I reckon he gets 10 assists. 10 and, assists? And 10 goals. 
Wow, okay. I was going to say 10 combined. Because he flattened out at the end of the season, big time. I think he's got the potential to get what Ian says. Definitely got the potential to get it. Um, based on the entire time we've seen him, I'm more in Ben's camp on that. But he's definitely got the potential. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Just needs a half-decent striker in front of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan wants to know, what should the first orders of business be under the new owner? What do you want him to do first? Sign a striker. Well, no, he's got to he got to sort out the, you know, the, the 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 finances. I imagine a businessman coming in. That is the first thing that he will will do is to look at the restructuring. I've seen in various tweets he's talk about um, improving the fan experience, everything from painting the sign outside the ground to improving the the catering and those um, those kind of touches. So yeah, I'd say that that seems like the the kind of thing. I mean, I'm no, go on, finish. I was going to say, I'm assuming that we're, we're, we're already um, taking that the reuniting of land um, and everything is uh, is an order of business which is well underway already, or underway as in some stage. So that would be that fan experience, I think, with making Hewish Park a place where people want to want to come again. I wanted to give the green light to Mark Cooper. Get on with prepping everything now. Get on with getting players. Get on with the process. We cannot start next season on the back foot. We really cannot. Things like painting the sign can wait, really. I didn't realize how much of a bad situation that sign was in. It is minging. Um, but it can wait. It's not going to physically fall off. So, um, well. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Ben. <laughs> if high winds start turning up, then it's a bit of an issue. Um, that's my thing. Great that he's in. Let's just get next season's ball rolling now. Green light for Mark Cooper to do prep. Let's find out what a season ticket costs. Let's see the kit. Let's, you know, those things. Let's get that sort of feeling going. We've got to generate a bit of income over the summer, don't forget. We need people buying some season tickets. We need people buying some merch and pre-ordering new flashy era kits. So that sort of stuff. Um, green light that and the rest, I'm, I'm confident will come. And the rent is due in three days, as we record. 17th of May, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. That's yeah. right, 17th of May, yeah. But again, you can sit around a board and go, look, I've just acquired this. Can we talk? You're going to get every penny you're going to get. How about I don't pay your rent? How about in three months' time I come to you and go, how much to buy the damn thing back? Because I've got the buyback. You could, you could do it that way where you say, look, I'm not going to pay your rent, but let's have a conversation about what this is going to cost. Yeah. Um, my... First order of business would be to have a fans forum. That'd be great. And get supporters yeah. in and speak to him. He's on. He's on BBC Somerset tomorrow yeah. uh, this morning. As you're listening to this, he would have already been on. Possibly by the time you're listening, he's on Three Valleys on football. Bloody hell, um, as well. So I mean, that's good. When was the last time Scott rocked up on BBC Somerset? Put the Claire Carter, Claire Carter, and got an earful. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. So you are right. Great to talk to fans, but he's at least starting to do that. At yeah. least. Yeah. Uh, Barry Spiller says, does Mr. Hellier's social media activity concern you? I, for one, feel he has shown a distinct lack of class in his exchanges with fans on numerous occasions. Well. Don't all go at once. <laughs> 
I, I, I've already given my opinion on this in um, many words on a, on a piece that I wrote on the uh, on the website, which absolutely <clears throat> called out the stain on the club's history that was the era of Scott Priestnell. Stop saying um, that man's name. Sorry, and absolutely um, celebrated the fact that uh, uh, that that era is now over, and we can look forward to something that's better. But the title of this um, uh, of this uh, article was: uh, "It's time for action, not words." Now I'm going to say that Mr. Hellier is um, a man of action. Uh, he certainly talks. Um, uh, he, he sounds like uh, he, he talks very positively about things. We can remember that he had his mini charter, didn't he, that he drew up, which had a whole list of things that, that he was going to do. So he's a, he's, he seems to be a man with a plan. But I did also put in that, um, that article that he's a man who has been um, abrasive, shall we call it, with, uh, with many supporters, blocking many supporters on Twitter. He's, yeah, openly and sort of called out people. So he's not someone who's afraid to um, to speak his mind. I'm sure he won't mind uh, us speaking or me speaking my mind uh, on, on, on what I think with that. I personally, personally, and it's just a personal opinion, think that a football club owner and a businessman of his stature should um, conduct himself better than that. Um, and I'm sh when the, the thing that I can never understand with Martin Hellier is when I heard him on Three Valleys Radio, and I mentioned this the other week, he sounds <clears throat> a very eloquent, very sensible, very balanced uh, man. But then on social media, he's obviously got himself um, wrapped up in, uh, in, in a few spats with, with, with people. And they're completely different characters. I'm sure when he's on Radio um, Somerset, he will sound absolutely... Um, that, and that's the person that you want in charge of your football club. You want someone who sounds and does exactly those um, those things. I don't think he needs to get involved in social media um, spats with people. He doesn't need it. He can he can just do the things that he said he's going to do. He can be the person that he is on the radio. And as I said, the, the last line in my um, uh, in, in in that article was: if he does all that, he does the things that he says he's going to do. Uh, I mean, he can probably forgive us for being a little bit um, hesitant uh, in our acceptance. We've um, we've spoken before about being gaslighted by the former owner, as I will call him, because I'm not allowed to name his name, <laughs> um, um, and how people have you know, been. We were afraid of our own shadow in a lot of ways, supporters, aren't we? And now I think we've kind of. Can, call, can come out of um, those shadows and start to look towards um, hopefully a bit of uh, a bit of daylight. If he does all those things that he says he's going to do, I think he will be. He will absolutely have the support of everybody. But there you go. That's my opinion. I I have missed Coates monologues. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> secondly, I, I would answer that question with a question directly at at, at Martin Hellier, and I would ask. Has he learnt anything from seeing the way that Matt Ugler and Eshu Glover's got social media and interaction in that form completely wrong from start to finish? It did not. Has he learnt anything from seeing that from afar and thinking, actually, do I need to go about things a little bit differently? Because you are right. He has said some things that aren't, aren't very nice, if we're being completely honest with you, um, and maybe not befitting of someone in his current position now. Um, 
But if he's uh, had a chance to look and understood that it didn't work with with Matt Ugler and the way that they went about things, and yeah, there's a, there's ways and means of doing things. I don't mind people being a bit brash. I don't mind people being a bit in your face and getting stuff done. And I, I quite like that actually. But um, there's a way of doing it, and I don't think actually Glover's got that right. And it'd be interesting. He's got to see passion, isn't he? He's oh, got. He has undoubtedly absolutely. got a passion for it. But and and direct that passion, channel that passion in the right way. There you go. I couldn't agree more. So that would be how I'd answer that. I'd answer that with a direct question. Has he learned anything from the way that SU Glovers and Matt Ugler completely stuffed it up on social media and got things completely wrong with their outbursts and their deleted tweets and then they send a little, you know, all that side tweet rubbish. So, yeah, that's that would be my question. Has he learned anything? And has it, is, will, that, will that experience change the way he treats social media and the way he communicates? Because we want communication, definitely. I think he said today that uh, it's going to be his last day on Twitter. Um, so I don't think that's a bad thing. I think the communication just needs to come through the club. That, that would be my my preference for all of this. Proper statements, proper official communication. That that's yeah. Get in front of the camera. Get in front of a microphone. Yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. Uh, question from Toby. Now that Scott's gone. What do we do now? Uh, Toby, what, who? They're yeah, not allowed to mention his name, remember? I'm not, I'm, I'm not a hateful man. I don't have much hate <laughs> running through my body. I hate Scott Priestley. <laughs> Please stop um, mentioning his name. Sorry, Ben. Uh, here's Toby's actual question. Uh, who do you think we will get on the Boxing Day Somerset slash Dorset oh. Royal Rumble? Have you, seen, have you seen the situation of the National League South next season? There is a mm. genuine argument cutting it in half and having a National League Southwest and a National League Southeast play each team four times <laughs> and then top four just have a big schmoz fest at the end semi-finals and final see I think I think big we schmoz fest yep <laughs> I, th- I think our Boxing Day New Year's Day derby is going to be Weymouth do you looking at the map because you've do got do they not get haven't well, haven't's the other side of Portsmouth yeah, but listen, listen. There's there's Torquay and yep. Truro. Yep. So that's them two together. There's Taunton and Western Supermare. Hang on, and then there's, there's there Bath. Western Supermare and Bar. Well, well Bath, then there's Chippenham. Bath and Chippenham. Mm, could be right. Unless unless you send us to Western and Weymouth to Taunton and keep us apart. Yeah. It's just those are the and that yeah, like you said, there's nothing. Yeah, haven't is the other side of Portsmouth. Closer to Worthing than Weymouth. Yeah. Have you set up a map on the website? Oh, you have. What well, I haven't. I've set one up and gone to put one on there, and someone's already done it. Dave, is it you? No, it's not me. I, I wouldn't even I, know how. I, I wonder. I wonder if Hugh is he hacked in. I wonder if Hugh is. Hugh is. Hugh oh, is. He has. He has. He has plugged the side of space away travel guides in the blurb above it. Ah, yeah. yeah I go. see you, Hugh. I see yeah. you. Yeah, those two play each other. Ben has pulled his curtains and he's got his phone illuminating his face. And when he said, I see you, Hugh, <laughs> I see you, it actually looked almost demonic. Oh, <laughs> uh, you might be right. Yeah, Chipman Bath, Western Supermare Taunton. We get, oh, Weymouth double letter. See, though, I think, though, again, though, if you split it into National League Southwest, you'd have them three times, four times. <laughs> well, last time we didn't even score against them, did we? No, true. Oh, we scored one. Matt Worthington scored. Um, anyway, okay. 
Uh, a question from Andrew Allen. Evening. Evening. What do you think a realistic price for next? Uh, what do you think a realistic price for season tickets will be, and what would you like them to be? Four pound fifty. <laughs> never gonna have one so it doesn't matter to me but what are they at the moment 300 no god no surely not i want to say the most expensive was like 270s that's close to 300 not far um, 300 i'm not having 300 but that might be main stand padded seats yeah mm. um depends where you sit andrew or if you stand i might you'd struggle to get i think you will struggle even with a wave of optimism and good feeling i, I think you struggle to get over 250 pound for a ticket yeah if you want to sell a lot holy moly Go on. it's 330 quid premium seating 380 christ alive right okay been a long time since i bought a season ticket jeez yeah I, I'd say you've got to look. Nah, that's got to, your premium things have got to be in the well, two fifty range. Oh, I'd, I'd be tempted to go lower. Mm. Well, I guess it's whether you want to sell them cheap and pile them high mm. or the other way around. Yeah. It's also when you look at you know your season ticket holders. Presumably, they'll be able to look at the data and see who buy season ticket holders and how regularly they buy season ticket holders. And if you get mm. them out early, that's a lot of your money through the summer. That's a big income rather than, you know, daily match day tickets. So depends how you want to do it, doesn't it? Mm. Um, okay. Uh, we can't really answer that one, Andrew, but around 250 feels. We, we, we will assume that there are commercial people at the football club who probably know far better than we do. Looking And, and at, probably have this plan and just needed someone to give them the green light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dexter Tyson says, evening. 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 With the season over, if you were to go on a lad's holiday, where would you go and which current Yeovil player would you take along also? Lads, 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 lads. I feel like we've had a question like this before and we said Josh Staunton in case there was any trouble. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not much of a lads holiday kind of guy. Who, so I, I'm thinking who would appreciate the culture. Okay. Who would be a cult man? That's what I'm thinking. Who would appreciate a bit of, a bit of culture? I'd, 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 I'd have a wander around like... I, yeah, well, I'd have a wander around like a vineyard with Alex Fisher. Yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah, he's a mind. He knows a, he knows a good glass of red doesn't he i think so yeah that's that's how i do i go on a culture holiday with alex fisher yeah i'd go uh to a given, side given farm. he's got a broken leg he's wandering <laughs> around a vineyard a, a really good thing for him to be doing i'll push him you know, i'm gonna say him. push him in a wheelchair yeah yeah, yeah. Get him I, i'm gonna go to a side of farmer lawson dear <sighs> yeah and you'll need a you'll need a wheelchair to get out of there Jeez. or a wheelbarrow either or dave what are you where are you going and with who uh, I am going with. Can I say Josh Staunton, or is he? Been... Been... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and as he, he's a he's a he's a family man, so I think he's somebody who probably uh, you know appreciates a bit of not 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 mad madness. I don't think so. I'm going to take him to um, a place that's very special to my heart because it's where I went uh, on Ben Barrett's stag do, uh, Edinburgh. Uh, it's a very memorable, memorable couple of days. Um, 
and uh, yeah, I'm going to take I'm going to take Josh Norton axe throwing in uh, Edinburgh. Okay, he's good at axe throwing. Ben yeah. Ben really shook his head when you mentioned stuff. Well, I, I, I just feel thought, like he I thought you were get... going to say I thought you I thought he was going to say I'll take him to a place that's very special to me, the place that I went on Ben Barrett's wedding day, which wasn't to Ben Barrett's. <laughs> <wedding day. laughs> it was another statue in North Wales. Yeah, Clandellis, mm. I went to. Okay. Uh, Dan Cabell says, do you think there will be a place at the table for Robins? Presumably you mean Stuart Robins rather than a load of birds. Um, and with Starnes still not confirmed as a club employee, will we ever, uh, will we see him move on before it even happened? Is Kevin Bond the director of football of Hartlepool now? <laughs> I don't know. Are you asking a, answering a question with a question? I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, lots to be decided on that front. Yeah, I, I imagine it will come down to what the two of them want to do, um, and what and what Martin Hillier Martin wants to Hallie do. Wants to do exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I can't see it personally. No, no can't no. see it. Pretty unlikely, given they um were looking to uh, bid themselves. I imagine they're probably against the idea, but. Uh, Ian Watmore says Torquay set the National League South attendance record of 5,351 in April 2019. How long long do you think it will take us to beat it? Can I just say when we were in this uh, level uh, back in the the, uh, 90s, we got over 9,000. So that's that's the National League South. This is like uh, saying that the top flight football didn't exist before the Premier League existed. So I'm not having that. Sorry. Okay, right. Nine thousand and eight. Okay. Um, are you going to say something, Ben? Sorry. I was going to say the average attendances this season are I, 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 I watering. Dulwich Hamlet topped with two thousand four hundred and sixty-four, and they went down mm. for an average attendance. We're going to a few places that don't hold much more than that, but still. Okay, uh, Lily White Glover. Asks, assuming the club does eventually achieve the buyback of the stadium and land, what would you consider to be the fantasy outcome for said land? Hotels, restaurants, temping bowling? I always thought the Al James Hannigan would be a good name for a pub. It's a great name for a pub, isn't it? Put down for a club with a skittle alley, thank you. Is that it? In fan- your fantasy outcome would be a club with a skittle alley. That, that's right. That, one, <laughs> that, that would be um, a, a social place which is the one thing that we've absolutely screamed out for in so James. It would be a seven day a week. I mean, I know nothing about Skittle. Yeah, can I just say, I, do any of us regularly play Skittles? I, no, used to. <laughs> I know loads I used of people to. who do. Like, yeah, I now. see. Huh? <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing a bit. Oh. It would be. It would, I, I, I bet you you could get Skittles teams in there at least four days out of seven. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. And dance teams do the mass uh, is Skittles is that the mass audience? Do they go for Skittles or do they go for M and M's? Like, (laughs) (laughs) no, I I, yeah, I'm not against a Skittle Alley, but I'm just saying in fantasy land. Can I have a Hall of Fame, please? An actual Hall of Fame museum history of. Can I have one of those, please? Yeah, thanks. Go on, Ned. Come on then, Mr. Dream Big. What are you having? I want trampoline park and a proper <laughs> and a pro- 
trampoline park, soft play, a proper swimming pool because the town's got a shit swimming pool, and um, lots of indoor football pitches, indoor five-a-side. Cool. Would you name each one after a Yeovil legend? Yes. Which legend would you name one after first? Terry Skiven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Which player would you name the swimming pool after? Uh... Hugo Rodriguez. Hugo Rodriguez. And you could have the Harry Kuehl diving board because he dove over him. <laughs> there you go. Hey. I'll, I'll throw him up, Ben, and you knock him out of the park. Correct. Uh, Dylan Moore, with his comment to SU Glovers, do you think Martin Hellier has agreed to pay Matt Uggler's 400k invested to avoid le- invested to avoid legal proceedings? And if so, do you think it will have an effect on next season's player budget? I feel, like I've missed something. I feel like I've missed something. Um, so I think in reply to Matt Ugler's tweets on Friday night, Martin Henley replied, don't worry, you'll get your money back on Monday or something like that, I think. Um, so I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it will affect next season. Next season's budget, that's probably not a question for us. No, um, I have difficulty yeah. reading tweets anyway, so... Uh, Plenty do. Um, Steve says, should the fans push for the land to be reincorporated in the YTFC entity and for some type of covenant slash restriction be introduced to prevent its separation ever again? Such a thing is possible. It sounds like a good idea to me. I'm not sure whether it is. Well, I think it's part, was it not part of Tracy Crouch's plan for you know, football ownership and an independent regulator would prevent assets ever being sold from the football club and and that sort of thing. So I think if it was to come into like general practice as under football club ownership, then hell yeah. But you know, we've we've got a community owner now who wants to keep everything within the community, so presumably shouldn't be an issue. I think he's been quite clear about what he wants to do, isn't he? So, yeah. Sorry, there's a helicopter flying over the house at the moment. Oh, <laughs> can't hear it. Uh, Martin Lee, what? who are your thoughts for the top three in the National League South next season? And what do you think Martin Hellier's go-to meal deal is? Well, Martin is welcome to come on the Glover's cast and answer that question himself. Um, the meal deal one or the top three one? Meal deal Five. one. Oh, that's okay, fine. Sorry. Well, yeah. and the other one, yeah. As we always say, our virtual door is open to anybody with hashtag YTFC in their hearts. Top three next season. Yeah, I, think, I don't. I, think... I don't. Yeah, you, you, you probably need to do that a bit nearer to the um, to the time, wouldn't you? Because at the moment, I'd probably say you know, Torquay will be up there, but I'm just basing that on the fact that they've gone down. Um, not even you know. St Albans, they always seem yeah. to be there or thereabouts. They'll be there or thereabouts, so. yeah. <laughs> well, you suddenly sound like expert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, St Albans. They're, they're always there or thereabouts. Yeah, well, they're, St Albans. I mean, aren't. they are. They all do always seem to be in the playoffs. So uh, yeah, I always rem- I remember going to St Albans. They have a, they have like a dead or they did have a tree, a, like a massive oak tree that grew out the middle of their terrace. They were in very strange place, but there we go. Uh, and there's one from Cruncher. No, I don't think we're ever going to be able to answer this one. Um, Will we even understand it? 
now via Yeovil Town Holdings, Mr. Hellier is one third joint owner of Hewish Developments. So the directors include John Fry, Norman Hayward, and Matey Dawson from The oh, Range. Chris Dawson, yeah. This result, this is a result of recent seven-year late adjustments. So, was the late adjustment due to his club purchase? I think it popped up after SU Glover's stewardship was announced. And just what is the context of part owning Hewish Development Limited, or are we to be kept in the dark? I don't think we know anything about it. I think it's all just a coincidence and a tangling yeah. of companies on companies' house. Yeah. Like a legacy yeah. thing. I mean that 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 company is 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 has been knocking around for a very long time well, since 2010, isn't it? When yeah. that that um that that was set up. So I mean the fact that it carried on ticking over suggests that somebody somewhere has some kind of interest in it. But what their interest is is, yeah, I think your guess is as as, as good as mine. But it's probably one of the tangled web of things that um uh, have made this process so. Uh, complicated. Indeed. Uh, that's all for Twitter. Are there any on Facebook, Dave? There are a few on Facebook. Just talk amongst yourselves for a second. I had them all here. So, um, Colin Redman, hi, Colin, says um, earlier in, um, in the year, Martin Hellier published this list of tasks. And his list of tasks were secure the club ownership, uh, buy the rights to the stadium in the future, initial £500,000 spend on players remove disgusting shipping containers and build out covered areas instead, address catering issues, formulate brand guidelines and output discipline, monthly fans forum meeting, direct access and accountability from the owner, give every player £500 bonus for hardship slash awkwardness suffered, uh, cover the away end, clean up the and regeneration of the externals, reconnect and fill in the gaps of local grassroots up to YTFC. Um, and Colin asked, what are the fans' priorities? I wonder if the players remember that 500 quid. Yeah. And Josh Norton's just walking up going, yeah, no, we, yeah, yeah, we can talk, mate, but first, you know. Do you think it's quid? per awkwardness? Yeah, the more awkwardness and hardship you've had, the more, um, the more you get. £500 per one. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, what are the fans? I think a lot of those would be fans' priorities. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Particularly playing budget particularly the back of the Thatcher stand and the shipping containers, I think just to make that area nicer. Disgusting shipping containers. I've yeah. got to say from what I've seen of them, that is a fair, um, that is a fair statement. I also think uh, perhaps the moving of the marquee could be scrapped and a more permanent structure mm. could be um, a priority before the start of the season, an actual fan zone, which I think Scott promised in 21, did he? <laughs> Sorry, which he who must not be named promised um, back in 2021 a proper fan zone, fan area before matches that people can get a few bevies from. That helicopter still causing you? Is that helicopter still causing you? Can you hear it or not? No, no I, I can hear you. Look, I can see you looking up. Oh, there's. It's like, like when you hear helicopters all the time, you you learn the noise and you know what they are. But then there's like, all of a sudden, there's an unusual helicopter noise. And you're like, oh, I wonder what one that is. It sounds no, like there's loads going on out there. <laughs> what could be? Could be. Right. So are we, are we happy with that answer? Well, Colin will tell us if he's not. 
Right, okay. Um, wait a second. Sorry. I keep, uh, every time I go onto our Facebook page, it bloody Marcus Fish's picture comes up at me. It's uh, <laughs> it's most uh, off-putting. Um, da -da 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 -da, Martin Wild. I don't think that's a question. If Martin is looking at the provision of food bars, food provision on match days, start with the snack bars. There are local pie makers who could supply something better. Than, yeah, that's not a question, but there you go. There are local pie makers that could provide better food. Again, I'm probably knows that as a man who works in the leisure industry. Uh, Anthony Holmes, how many players have we got? And when do season tickets go on sale, please? When do season tickets go on sale? I think we've answered I've no idea, it. But I think, I genuinely think this helicopter is about to go through Ian's window. Yes. <laughs> I think it's an air ambulance. Oh, is that why I can't find find it on flight radar? There's one. Uh, it's like literally hovering just above the house, right? Like looking for like it's looking for somewhere to land. When it lands in the garden, that's when you want to worry. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um. So air ambulances aside, um, we spoke. I think we've listed out the players that we've got um on uh on contract. So we know that answer at least. Season tickets go on sale. ASAP. ASAP. <laughs> yeah. ASAP. I agree with you. Um, Paul Merrifield, is anyone else looking forward to not refreshing Twitter most days now? Yes, I would say. 100%. I am 100%. so happy to stay off Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and Lee Hodges doesn't, again, it's, it's not a question, but more of a statement. Give a couple of the un, of the 18s a contract, they deserve one. Agree? Hell yeah. Disagree. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I I think think to, we've we said Benjani, to... we've said... Um, you know, Louis Bateson, um, yeah. uh, Jake Graziano. Louis Bateson. No, Louis. The one that asked the... Oh, no, Louis Bateson. Charlie. Louis, Charlie have Bateson. a contract as well. Charlie Bateson. <laughs> there we go. I mean, Louis, Louis Bateson uh, came up with that excellent list. Assuming his name is Louis and not Louis, and assuming it is Bateson, not Batson. So, <laughs> Louis, ring, um, ring me up and shout at me. I see uh, I see Pedro no, Borges. Pedro Borges got a new deal at Exeter and stuff, so... We don't, we don't, if there is good quality there, I, I really rather we didn't let them go quite as easily as we have wow. done on that front. Charlie Bateson scored more goals than anyone else for us this season. Yeah. So I think we should uh, <laughs> lock him down. Yeah. Is that it for Facebook? That is it from Facebook. Right. Um, see you next time, whenever next time is. We'll have to figure out when next <laughs> we time We might be able to take a bit of time off. Although that said, Seb White, uh, National League South expert, has promised he will come on and talk to us about what we can expect from the National League self. So oh, okay. at some well. point we'll have Seb on and he yeah. can tell us how great it is. Yeovil Town fan and Hampton and Richmond director, no less. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. We're gonna have to go, folks, because Ian generally looks like his house is about to be squashed by now. I want to go and watch this helicopter. Yeah. Okay. Um and yeah, see what goes on. Right, lads, right. thank you very much. Laters. Preston was gone. Sorry, Yay! Ben. Sorry, but he's gone. <laughs> and with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal!